This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. AMI TV, just so you know out there in the audience, a couple internet issues popping up around AMI HQ again today. Hopefully it's all been rectified and the squirrels have been chased out of the machinery, but you never know. Uh, We'll adjust and make do as necessary. As always, thank you for your patience. You know, considering the stress, maybe it's good to relax and unwind a little bit. Nordic spas offer a unique experience with the hot and the cold. Laura Bain recently dipped her toe into the trend and wants to share her experience. Hey, good morning, Laura. I'd say good morning. Nice to talk to you, but I've, I've already spoken to you today. Yes, and um, I am experiencing just a little bit of delay on my end, so hopefully uh, we'll get through this. Maybe we could use a Nordic spa this morning by <laughs> oh. the sounds of things. <laughs> hey, so what made you want to try it? What about the experience said to you, hey, this is going to be different from going for a standard, like, massage? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, when I said to my partner, I'm going to a Nordic spa, he was like, oh, are you uh, going to get a massage or going to get a pedicure? But uh, a Nordic spa is different from other spas in that you're not getting a service per se from a practitioner, even though they do sometimes offer those services on the premises. But basically, uh, Nordic spas offer contrasting forms of hydrotherapy where you sort of have the opportunity to get really hot and then get really cold. Um, so, you know, my friend and I signed up for this kind of two hour thermal circuit at the place where we went to, and that gave us access to saunas, uh, two different types of saunas and a cold plunge pool, a warming pool that was really pleasant and had Epsom salts in it. There was other little treats, like an area that had a mud mask you could do and a salt scrub. So you sort of go at your own pace and, uh, they, they don't really give you any rules, but in general, you want to go from hot to cold and then and take a little relaxation break. And I wanted to give this a try because they've been growing in popularity. We've had a few come up in Nova Scotia in the last few years. It was my birthday, which was mentioned a few weeks ago on the show. And uh, I was just sort of looking for something to, to do with a friend. And the cost was reasonable. It was uh, $55 for two hours. So compared to going for something like a massage, it was, uh, it was doable. What does the science say about the health benefits? Yeah, so there's definitely like a lot of claims that I was able to find online going to different Nordic spa websites. So, uh, you know, things like detoxification, strengthening the immune system, soothing different aches aches and pains, uh, improvements in mood kind of overall wellness improvements. Now, you know, I'm not saying it's it's out there. I, I, you know, do sort of pride myself a bit on my ability to do research as a graduate student. I couldn't really find anything specifically on quote unquote Nordic spas. But I will say that Nordic spas are, are a bit of a westernization or I guess a total westernization of, um, you know, a practice that has been happening in Scandinavian countries for thousands of years, which is going in something hot like a 
sauna and then getting cold, for example, by jumping in a cold lake or rolling in the snow. And I did find that there was some research uh, on sort of that type of, of thing on sort of in the Scandinavian context. And the research indicates that indeed it may reduce incidence of cardiovascular disease, uh, hypertension, dementia, uh, dementia, musculoskeletal concerns. Um, but this data is not uh, perfect. It was done by one group of researchers uh, and done in the context of a small sample size of male individuals in Finland. So how mm. much we can generalize that to kind of my Nordic spa experience or the type of experience you might have here in Canada? I'm not sure. So that's some of the context and a little bit of the minimal research. But what about your personal experience? How was it? Yeah, it was good. Um, it's sort of hard to describe what the environment was, but it was kind of mystical. It was low lighting and, um, you know, there were all these different pools and different types of lighting. I couldn't see much in there, but when I went in, my friend was like, oh, wow. Oh, and um, for me, I love the heat. I really enjoy saunas. I wish that I had one in my house, but um so obviously I enjoyed that part of it, but, uh, you know, with the cold plunge, which is kind of what everybody thinks about when they think of a Nordic spa, they're like, oh, I couldn't do that cold plunge. They do say to stay in there for just about 30 seconds. So um, after being in the heat, it sounds a little cliche, but jumping in the cold pool was sort of refreshing. I, I didn't mind it. What were some of your observations about the accessibility of the experience? Yeah, as far as the accessibility goes, for me, like speaking as someone who is partially sighted, at this particular Nordic spa, it was tough because the lighting was dim, as I mentioned, creating that mystical atmosphere. There were also... Um, you know, lots of different platforms and steps and slippy tile floors and, of course, pools that you could fall into. Um, and also, like, walking into a dark sauna could be awkward just not knowing where people are sitting in there. So I don't think I would be comfortable going back with Oda sighted guide, unfortunately, unless they were able to have the lights on. Um, I also think it's an environment that would be challenging for someone with limited mobility. Now, they did give us access to a private changing room without us asking just when they saw my cane. So I wouldn't call it an accessible change room, but it it because it was rather small, but it was private, which was uh, created a more accessible experience for me, not having to navigate around kind of other strangers in the room and figure out where my stuff was and all that. Laura, my personal preference when it comes to heat is a steam room. They're, they're just less common than saunas, though. There's a lot more upkeep involved in a steam room. Got to make sure you're washing out the mold on the regular. But what's your preference, sauna or steam room? <laughs> uh, well, they had, they had sort of two types of saunas there. One was a dry sauna. One was the steam room. I don't know. I sort of like the dry sauna myself, but I would take either. I guess the steam room or the steam type sauna is a little more traditional and it does give you an opportunity to kind of infuse some different like scents into the room with essential oils and herbs and things like that. But you know, I would, I would take either Dave. 
I'm really lucky. My my building uh, next to the gym has a sauna, and it's actually really nice. And I, Laura, I cannot believe it took me about three and a half years before I started using it. I guess, you know, COVID probably had a little something to do with that. I wasn't going to pop into a random sauna with a global pandemic going on. But, th like, there has to be something said for convenience, right? Because you're not always going to pack up your stuff and schlep outside the city to a Nordic spa to get some heat. So it's really nice when the stuff can sort of be a little bit closer to your fingertips. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I wish that I had my own personal sauna. We do have a uh, gym in the building, but it doesn't have a sauna, unfortunately, or I would be down there all the time. Yeah, I used to uh, be a member of the YMCA in Ottawa. It was a, a downtown location, and they had the option of the sauna and the steam room and the gym and the pool, and their their price was always quite reasonable, and I always, I always really admired that, right? When, like, you think about the gym that is sort of more like the community recreation center rather than just sort of like, here's a weight room and one private bathroom to change your clothes. Oh, absolutely. And we have a beautiful new YMCA here in Halifax, and I'm sure that they have all of that stuff. It's just, as you say, the convenience factor of, um, you know, are you going to like, it, it kind of takes some of the relaxation out of it, perhaps, if you have to spend like 20 minutes on a bus to, to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of kills the vibes a little bit. So, Laura, maybe not even necessarily specific to this particular spa Nordique, but would you try to recreate this experience, maybe even like a weekend get a getaway to like a specified resort that specializes in this because there are places where it's not just oh you know you pay for a couple hours and you do the thing it's that you can sort of rent a cottage like next to a big facility sometimes it's even in the cottage itself they have everything available to you would you ever try to recreate this experience whether it be in the specificity of this spawn or dick or something even bigger scale well, I would certainly I don't I hadn't thought about recreating it um I would certainly try it again and I I would try this one again and I would also try a different one again and the other one that we have here in Nova Scotia sort of is more of that outdoor experience which is more traditional although I believe they serve alcohol which I I know some people really enjoy I feel like for this one we went to I enjoyed that they had sort of uh, they asked people just to talk quietly and they didn't serve alcohol and there actually weren't any phones allowed which I don't think is the case for the other one so it was sort of a chance to kind of recharge and take a break from technology and sort of more of a meditative experience and maybe to connect with yourself or the person that you were there with. So um, I would go back again for that element of it. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely be open to trying especially some of the Nordic spas in Canada, I know are in really beautiful locations mm. like Kananas. Kananaskis, I would do that for sure. Hey, Laura, thank you for this. Don't go too far because you're back for the entertainment report in about 30 minutes. So thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah, of course. That's Laura Bain, entertainment reporter, columnist, based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Coming up after the break, the International Boats Show recently took place in Toronto. Lawrence Gunther has a recap of the event. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. 
Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.